This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope that this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. Uh, so, Pastor Benny. Uh, yes, sir. You know, you, you were um, reflecting and thinking, obviously you've been doing a lot of reflecting yes. over 30, 30 years in ministry, but you, you wrote down some things that um, you, you said these are lessons that God had, has shown you over the course of 30 years, and uh, the first lesson that you wrote down. Let me, let me say why I did that, Cameron. I didn't want people to come to church. My, you know, when I sat down to prepare a sermon, there's two questions I ask myself. Number one, what is your content? And number two, what is your intent? What are you trying to accomplish, Benny, through this message? So I didn't want people just to come to church, Cameron, and it be hoop and da-da-da. I wanted to give them something they could leave and take with them. And that's why um, most of you know, for me to sit down, folks, I mean, uh, I mean... (laughs) No, no, for me to sit down, I mean, I'm, I'm 55 November the 9th and never taken a nap in my life. <laughs> so for me to sit down is very difficult. So, uh, but I wanted to give people principles, Cameron, that, that I believe could help them. Absolutely. And, and the first thing you said, you, the, the very first one that you wrote down that the Lord showed you and taught you is that if you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. And I was confused. So well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Cameron, what I was saying, if you don't see it before you see it, you'll never see it. And what I meant by that, if your business, if your organization, if your church, if your ministry, if it's, it will be big in your heart before it's big anywhere else. And Rock Springs Church was big in my heart before it was big anywhere else. When it was so small, when it was 25 people, I saw what it could become and where we could go and what we could do. I remember uh, when I first came, I went back to the baptistry, and our baptistry at Rock Springs Church was like most baptistries at the average church in America. It was a a closet. We were storing the Christmas decorations in it. And so uh, one Wednesday night, the people come in, and... uh, They said, what's that smell? It smells like Ajax. It smells like Clorox. What is that smell? And I said, well, I'll I'll tell you what it is. I put on my shorts today and got barefooted. The baptistry had about two inches of mud in it. And I went in there and I cleaned it out because I said, see, you've got to understand, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I'm going to preach the gospel. And when I preach the gospel, God has promised me his word will not return void. And people are going to come and they're going to get saved. And then after they get saved, I'm going to need a place to baptize them. And uh, that's what happened. (laughs) I remember the first man, I talked to him about Christ, and he said, I want to get papers to go to heaven. (laughs) And I said, uh... There are no papers to go to heaven. It's through a relationship with God. And I'll never forget that man looking at me and saying, I'm so old. But he said, for the first time, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I prayed with that gentleman to receive Christ, and 
He was the first person that I baptized. We were just two kids. What was I in a baptismal pool with a necktie on? I'll never understand that. But, uh, but, uh, but I baptized him and uh, baptized thousands and thousands of others because I knew if you don't see it before you see it, Cameron, you'll never see it. You'll never, listen, folks, you'll never be any bigger than your dreams. Great it is to dream a dream when you stand at youth by a starry stream, but greater still is to fight life through and say in the end, the dream is true. Dream big because you've got a big God. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that really segues well into the second point because if you're dreaming big, your next point is if it's God's will, it's God's bill. Amen. Uh, somebody's got to pay for it. Somebody's got to pay for it. If, uh, if you're going to write the vision, you've got to underwrite it, don't you? That's right. And uh, I'll tell you a story on that. One day I was here at the church, and the power company truck came down the road. I was at that little church, and the power company truck came down the road and pulled up at the church, and I said, what are you here for? And they said, we're here to cut your power off. <laughs> I said, now Wait. I said, you're here to cut the electricity off? They said, yes. I said, why are you cutting it off? He said, because you're so far behind on your bill. And I said, well, if you will just give me till Sunday, this was like Thursday or Friday, if you'll give me to Sunday, I can raise enough money to pay the bill. And Sunday came, and we raised enough money to pay the bill because God has always provided Always provided. I remember we were building the, the Butler building, and I told the people that God had placed it on my heart to build it debt-free, debt-free. Now, you know, folks, there's an element of us will always be in debt, amen? Always. We came in this world owing our mom for nine months room and board. We'll always be in debt. And uh, so, but I, I felt like that's what God wanted us to do. So we would, uh, I would preach messages and I would sell them on cassette tapes to raise money and we got down to the final ten thousand dollars and the builder said I need my money and this was on Thursday and I said would you give me to Monday he said I will and I was thinking what a what's Monday gonna make any difference but anyway would you just give me to Monday and Stan Daniel an associate of mine who was with me for 20 years he and I prayed, and Friday the phone rang. It was a lawyer, and he said, is this Pastor Benny Tate? I said, yes. He said, there's a person who's died, the person who's died, and I don't know who they are. I don't know who they are to this day, but they left you some money. I said, would you mind? Would you mind if I ask how much money it is? He said, I don't mind. It was, it is $10,000. Now, Cameron, that's the first time ever before or since that anybody has ever left us any money in their estate. But... <laughs> We can make that happen. <laughs> we can do that in the four. I do have attorneys in the four you're waiting on. You know I'm kidding. 
Cam Great Cameron, I, I, remember, I remember building this building. We had the plans. We had the plans. Philip Cook, he oversaw this building. He's here today. And Philip and I was doing our best and no banks. The banks told us, no, 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 no. I showed them the plans and literally the banks said these words. You don't have the clientele of build, of people. You don't have the clientele of people to build the building that you're trying to build. And finally, finally, we got a bank who said yes. They thought we had the clientele of people. <laughs> and we got the paperwork from the bank. It was going to take paying the monthly payment to pay it off 27 years. And Brother Herman Cain, with the wrong clientele of people, we paid it off in three years and nine months. <laughs> and uh, so wonderful that, you know, I, I pastored the little church, Cam, and I didn't think about it, but when we built this building, our little church was on a whale. Mm, that's right. And I didn't have adequate water to handle the building. Mm -mm. And they said, you're going to need some water to flush the commodes and things like that. And I said, what am I going to do? And I wasn't having a lot of luck getting water. But there was a... There's a congressman by the name of Matt Collins that uh, helped the county commissioners at that time understand why they needed to get water here. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no doubt God will always supply uh, the need. So the, the third thing that you put down, you said that there's no success without sacrifice. There's no success without sacrifice. What do you mean with that? Well, what I mean by that, Cameron, you know, many times we can, we can talk about my sacrifice. I, I truly believe there's been a greater sacrifice. I, uh, Barbara sacrificed greatly. Uh, you know, I'm sure it was hard for Savannah Abigail to be sermon illustrations her entire life. I remember the early days, Cameron, uh, we needed a bulletin, and we didn't, we didn't have a bulletin. We didn't have a typewriter, and Barbara and I saved our money to buy a typewriter for the church. And, uh, I certainly couldn't type. I guess Barbara was a little better than I was, and she uh, typed up that bulletin, and I went to a Berean Christian store in Atlanta and bought 40 bulletins. That's all we needed. We'd have some left over with 40. And... Uh, <laughs> So I brought 40 bulletins and I went to a big church. And I said, would you all run my bulletin for me? And I'll never forget, they ran the bulletin for me and then the pastor looked at me and he said, we ran it this time, but don't you ever come back. And I took that bulletin and went home. And I said, if God ever allows me to be in a position to help pastors and help churches, I'm going to do everything I can to help small churches and help pastors. 
Yeah. And you've certainly done that. I, I know people don't know this, but every single month, Pastor Benny, you, I know you send out just all kinds of support to other ministries and pastors just helping them because I know you see yourself uh, way back then in each one of them. Now, in, in this process, when you came, they started you out with a metal, a metal desk. We've got a picture. I know after the... Literally. No, when I came, I had a metal chair cam and I had a, just a table. Uh, they said, that's your office. And uh, the, uh, literally, I had a table, and I had a metal chair, and uh, I sold furniture to supplement my income. I sold my living room suit, my bedroom suit, my dining room suit. Uh, literally, uh, we, uh, we, 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 just, we just started small, but we thought tall. And the people of Rock Springs Church have, have uh, been wonderful. I remember even when I was, uh, I remember in 30 years ago going to my mom. And telling my mother that uh, I'm moving to Georgia. I'm moving to Georgia. And she said, boy, uh, I want to buy you a suit. If you're going to go, you need to look good. Hmm. And uh, that was the suit. That was the kid that came to Georgia. High energy, very low IQ. <laughs> <laughs> but Barbara said, good looking, right? Good looking. <laughs> I tell you what, so uh, there is no success without sacrifice. The fourth thing that you said was that teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. Without a doubt. You know, uh, one is too small a number to multiply. And, uh, you know, when you, when you accomplish something significant, it's because of a lot of people. You know, uh, we, we went to the moon. We went to the moon in uh, 1969, July the 20th. But those men stepped on the moon. That was wonderful. But there was 218,000 people working behind the scenes for that one operation. 218,000 people. So uh, you accomplish something through a lot of people, through getting people. You know, you, as a leader, your job is to cast the vision. You, you cast the vision. and then, But people make that vision a reality, Cameron. Early on, I wanted to, it, it's always been about reaching people. I'd do anything to reach people. I've often said I'm for a dog if he'll bark for Jesus. Amen? It's always been about reaching people. I remember one day I said, we're going to have a fishing for Jesus day, a fishing for Jesus day. And I said, we're going to set a goal of 300 people, and we're going to try to raise X amount of dollars. Look at that beeper on my side, Cam. Look at that beeper on my side. <laughs> it didn't even work. I just carried it because I thought it looked good. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, we're going we're gonna to have a fishing for Jesus day. And if we reach these goals, at the end of the service, people, I'll swallow a live goldfish. Dear Lord. And you said, why would you do that? I don't know why I did that, but, but I did it. And uh, did you reach the goal? Well, is the Pope Catholic? Amen. We reached the goal. And, you know, it was, it was a great day, but it was because of people. And I learned on early on, if you've got to make it about people. Uh, Joseph had a dream. He said, uh, I'm standing, you're kneeling. Nobody's excited about a dream if you're standing, they're kneeling. Nobody's excited about a dream like that. They're about a dream that impacts everybody, and we can all rejoice in, and we all can feel a part of the team. Because uh, teamwork makes the dream work. And I'm going to say to all the staff I've had through the years, uh, just wonderful. God sent me for people for such a time as this. He sent me people that are uh, many of them, many of them, most of them are so much more gifted and talented 
than I am. I've never, uh, I've never had a lot of talent. I mean, I, I literally, I don't. If, uh, if something breaks at my house, something tears up, Barbara's biggest fear is Benny working on it. <laughs> because she knows if he works on it, it will never, ever work again. You know. Right. So teamwork does make the dream work. Now, now this fifth point, I, I've heard my wife say a lot to me, but she, you, you wrote down, keep dreaming. And uh, now I know it means something different than when she says it. You mean something different. <laughs> this so is what, a, what do you mean? This is a rated PG discussion, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, just dreams. Yes, just dreams. Uh, Cameron, uh, what I'm talking about, keep dreaming. You know, uh, somebody said, Brother Benny, are you, are you looking to retire? No, I'm looking to refire. No, I'm looking to refire. Uh, I want to keep planting churches. I want to keep expanding campuses. You know, I want to I keep growing the ministry. I envision great things happening uh, you know, I want to I wanna have an outdoor baptistry where we're baptizing literally seven days a week. I'm, I envision right up there on the top of that hill there being a massive cross, and it reaches uh, 80 to 100 feet in the air, and us being the church of the cross. I just want to keep building. You know, I went to a ball game the other night, and our ball team got beat, and Somebody says, it doesn't matter who wins. Well, why do we keep score if it doesn't matter who wins? Yes, it does matter who wins. Our team got beat, and uh, I thought if, if we'd had softball fields for our team to practice on, we could have beat this team. And I just want to keep growing, keep building, keep reaching people, keep doing the things that we need to do to impact the kingdom of God, keep making our services better. I just want to, great it is to dream a dream when you stand at youth by a starry stream, but greater still is to fight life through and say in the end, the dream is true. And folks, when you, when you, when you, if you're 20 or you're 80, if you quit dreaming, you're dead. Right. You got to keep dreaming. Right. You got to keep believing God for. You got to keep believing God for big things. You'll never be any bigger than your dreams. That's and right. since you've got to think anyway, why don't we think big? Right. Since you've got to think anyway, why don't we think big? Yeah, that's awesome. I, I tell people all the time that you've got more vision than any ten men can accomplish. So, Cameron, <laughs> uh, we've always had it. We, we've always had it. And there's people here today. That many dreamed it, but many of them gave the money to make it a reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that. Mm. And I've never gotten over that. I've never gotten over, folks. Cameron says he's got a memory like an elephant. I hope I do. But I've never forgotten the good people of Rock Springs Church. Yeah. I've never forgotten how good you all have been to me. Mm. And Pastor Benny, the, the last thing that you wrote down, uh, you said really every good thing comes back to one decision. And uh, what, what do you mean by that? What, what good thing? Every good thing comes back to one decision, you said. What I mean, uh,
every good thing in my life. Every good thing can be traced back to one decision. When I was 16 years old, 16 years old, and was so empty inside. And that night at midnight, said to my mother, Mom, I'm miserable. She said, we can call the pastor. We can call the pastor. I said, it's midnight. She said, he'll come. He'll come. Clayton Jones, thank you for coming. I love you, Clayton. And I said, Clayton, I'm miserable. He said, Benny, you got to pray. And I said, I don't know how to pray. So I'm going to show you what to do. He said, you got to acknowledge you're a sinner. You got to believe that Christ died for your sins on that cross. You've got to confess your sins to him. He'll forgive you. And folks, I did that. And every good thing in my life comes from that decision. Every good thing. Davon, every good thing comes from that decision. And I said today, folks get real, Benny preaches here 50, 51 Sundays a year. Seems odd not preaching today. And I said, Cameron, no matter what we do, I want to tell people what they need to do to be right with God. And he said, that's what I want, Pastor. And all you've got to do is pray that simple prayer that I prayed. It's not about being a Methodist or a Baptist or being good enough or bad enough. It's about a relationship with God. Yes. It's that simple, folks. It's not complicated. It's that simple. You can be right with God today, never be a member of this church. You can be a right with God today, never be a member of any church. It's not some church has got it down. It's a relationship with God. That's right. That's right. So just for a moment, every head's bowed and every eye's closed. Every head's bowed, and I'm not, it's all, we're almost done. But with every head bowed and every eye closed, Pastor Benny, I know you won't call my name. I will not. I know you will not embarrass me. I promise you I will not. I, I'm here today, and I don't have that peace. I don't know that if I died, I'd go to heaven. But I want to be right with God. 
pray this prayer and you can be right with God. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, but I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin, and I confess them to you right now. God, come into my heart, come into my life, and forgive me. Now, thank you, God, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for saving me. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin, and I confess my sin to you right now. Come into my heart, Lord, and forgive me of all my sin. Now thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you for coming in to my life. Amen. Friend, congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And I want you to know, this decision is not based on how you feel right now. Because God's not a feeling. He's a fact. This decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make. And thank you for being with us today. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.